0: Mike Grain. Welcome to the Supply Chain Management Research Council focused on on shelf availability. I'm your host today, and I'm joined today by Pierre Marie Ralu, who's the CEO of One Retail AI. They are a company that works very closely with SES ImagoTag to understand on shelf availability using computer images. Please join me with my conversation with Pierre. Thank you very much and good afternoon, um, and we're absolutely thrilled to have Pierre here with us. Uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about our favorite topic, which is on-shelf availability. Not a big surprise, since this is kind of the, the focus that we've had for quite a while in this space. But before we get into the specifics of it, Pierre, I'd be love to have you kind of unmute, introduce yourself to our audience, and give us a little bit of background on yourself.
1: Thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me today on the podcast. So, uh, my name is Pierre Marie Ralu. as you just stated. Um, I've been in the retail uh, technology for retail world for about 20 years, um, more or less in the forecasting, replenishment, and supply chain space, in store, uh, warehouses, and all of the above. Um, I started One Retail AI a couple of years back to uh, help startups, uh, especially focus on AI technology, to grow uh, in, the, in the retail segment, the retail vertical in the US. It has been uh, it's been most of my career has been studying uh, or helping companies grow in that segment so that has been uh, a core a core thing
0: that's outstanding well you and i have something in common i've been doing it 40 years you've been doing it for 20 years uh, <laughs> i guess the good news and the bad news is we're still employed because it's still an opportunity right we haven't quite got it figured out even since the first retail store got open we've always got issues with on-shelf availability and and Pierre, One of the things that I always ask my 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 guests on this on this podcast or this uh, conversations on retail is the following question: Take your day job away for a second, put that on the side, put yourself in the shoes of a customer. Because the all that we can we can we can think about from a technology standpoint, from an AI standpoint, at the end of the day, our best experience is going to be being a customer shopping in a store. So any stories that you could provide to us where you actually, as a customer, went in to purchase a product and were disappointed that it wasn't there? You don't have to call off the retailer or the brand or anything like that, but tell us how you felt through that. What did you do about it, et cetera? It would be pretty interesting uh, to hear.
1: I think I think you want. there are actually two stories you want to mention here. You want to talk about Showing up in the store uh, with a specific need and not finding what you want, yeah. and or going online, buying something and not getting what you want when it's both of them are the
0: both, both of them are so painful. <laughs> I,
1: I have a I, I have three daughters a year. are very specific on on what they want to eat and and drink and things like that, and and we shop a lot online. I mean, my wife and I both work, so we we tend to you know use Instacart or Ship or or directly the uh, the retailer website. And again, no names, but. I would say almost 100% of the time, one or two products are being either substituted or just removed from the delivery. And and, and best case scenario is substituted by something which is kind of similar, which is fine. Or worst case scenario, they just uh, move the Nutella to another brand and that's a disaster at the house. Everything exploding out there. So uh, so so I, I think everybody has, has, this, has, this, has this experience already. And when you show up at the store, it's uh, there's a couple of things which are which are uh, main pain, painful uh, main pain takers for the for the clients. It's really like well, first of all, not finding your products. Uh, it can be the product itself, it can be the brand you want, it can be uh, uh, the, or just the fact to go and search for the product and, and having to spend 10, 15 minutes to look for the exact product you need. I mean, in the grocery store can be pretty large. So those are some of the experience that uh, that you see that uh, that are uh, that are uh, that are an issue uh, currently in the customer journey.
0: Yeah, and I guess two other things is you know typically if you're looking and you think you already checked the website and they said they had four of them and you go to the shelf and they're not there, the obvious thing is to ask a employee of the of that company, hey, do you have any of these? Well, it says we have four. In those dreaded words, let me go back in the back and look for them. Th- which basically yeah, means right. you'll be standing there for a while before that person probably actually returns. The other one, which is interesting is either my kids or my wife will look at me and go, isn't this what you do? Isn't this supposed to be fixed because you guys work on this yeah. stuff all the time. <laughs> so somehow <laughs> you get day. thrown it. Yeah. Not only did I disappoint it because it's not there, but you know, somebody throws me under the bus because that's my job to fix that. So. Well, that's awesome. Well, The the point is we all are customers as well. So we've all experienced either ordering something online, going to pick it up in store and it not being there or going through and getting major substitutions or eliminations of things that you really needed in the store. And so part of what we want to spend some time talking about is certainly there's a people and a process portion of that and a supply chain, et cetera. There's lots of reasons why things aren't on the shelf. But one of the things that we do is try and work against technology to at least at least lets people know about that. So tell me about your company. I know you're integrated or working very closely with SES and Magatag. You're part of them now. Tell me exactly what you do with 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 the uh, the company you have now.
1: Sure. Yeah. So. Uh, I started one retail AI a couple of years ago, I mean, in order to work with uh, many startups, as many startups as I can in the retail world and help them grow in that retail. And as you mentioned, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's technology, there is process and there is people, and actually it starts with people and then process and then technology. And, and, And quite often, I mean, the technology can be really good, but if the technology doesn't fit into the process and if the people don't use that technology, well, this technology is very useless. Right. And therefore, uh, part of what I'm doing is looking at, okay, what does the retail world needs? What makes sense to me? And, and where do I see value? And then I, I, I start working with those companies. For example, I started to work uh, a year and a half ago with, with a startup called BeLive.ai, and they are specialized in computer vision AI. And, the, uh, and, and so basically what they do is you put cameras on the shelf and the cameras is watching the opposite shelf and then taking pictures all the time in near real time. And then there are big AI algorithms behind the scene that are analyzing the products, looking at the, d- doing deep learning, understanding the products, exactly as you and I recognize a product on the shelf. The AI does the same thing. And then they look at, okay, what is out, what is partially out, what is... Uh, out of place or upside down, all these kind of things, and then help the the, the employees to, uh, to to guide them uh, through the store on a real time basis, help prioritize and kind So I really like the idea, and we will come back. We we both know suspension but we will get back to it. But I really like the idea, and it happened that Belive has been acquired very recently by SES Imagotag, mm-hmm. and to join the, uh, the 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 business unit of computer vision of SES. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so now I'm very close to SES uh, understanding how we are merging the solutions and how we are the we're, we're building the building that vertical, especially in North America. That's a little bit of time, and I I, and right. I just spent no, I just spent a week actually. I just spent a week actually with uh, with with the SES leadership team. Uh, and the retreats in france not too shabby the chateau oh uh, it,
0: it only took you 10 minutes to tell me you just got back from paris that's just not right yeah, that's <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs>
1: we, we, won't skip, we will skip we will the champagne in the, <laughs> the, um, the the but the the the, the company is a, has a vision which is very interesting and uh and i think it fits pretty well where, where, where the retail uh, where, retail world is right now
0: yeah. And just for our audience, SES and Magatag is an incredible company. I've worked with them quite a bit. I actually worked with them when I was at Walmart with electronic shelf labels, et cetera, uh, bringing, bringing basically digital intelligence to the shelf, right? Whether it's shelf labels, whether it's cameras uh, in your case, taking that camera methodology and being able to look at the opposite side of the, uh, of the aisle and say, cause it's really important. Everybody say, well, we should be able to look at a shelf and say there's a label and there's no product that that's pretty easy, but there's also, there's a label and there's product, but it's the wrong product. We call those incorrect products or plugs. Uh, we, We see times where the price at the register and the price actually at the shelf in the paper label world environment are different. That's a problem. So uh, talk to us a little bit about your met, that methodology of literally using computer vision. I'm saying I'm assuming it's real time computer vision to to identify what the opportunities are on the shelf.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let me let me give a step back. Which one thing which is very important to understand as well is maybe understand some of the forces of the market and why that makes sense now. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you mentioned it's a company. It's a company which is actually thirty years old, which is in the technology world like a dinosaur. But in the meantime, it really, really uh, behave as a startup or multiple startup, I would say. And and so the the, 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 the company, as you mentioned, has been. Um, been, has been known, they are the number one in the world for ESL, so the electronic shelf labels, which is their historical job, but they have recently transformed uh, under the impulse of its uh, CEO, Thierry, Thierry Gadou and uh, to, to become a, a, a real offer around digitization of the physical store. And what we see right now is, I mean, ESL has been in Europe on the shelf of every grocery store for 20 years. I mean, I grew up with ESLs, and I'm not 20 years old. And the uh, and the uh, and, and and surprisingly, I arrived in the US in early 2000, and I didn't see a single ESL anywhere. And as of today, I mean, it's very very rare to find ESLs on the shelf. Yeah, where we talk about we talk about two or three percent market penetration, which is compares to 60 65 in in Europe. And and what we see is that the um, the market has evolved itself, the, the, the US market has evolved. I mean, under the under the, the, the global pressure, the rising labor costs, the energy costs going up, the, uh, and, and then the e-commerce, the pressure of the e-commerce to align the experience, the customer experience in the store. All of that is bringing a lot of pressure on transforming the, the brick and mortar uh, experience. And, and, and a lot of that is, and, and this is why the offer of says makes a lot of sense because the fact of digitali- digi- digitalizing the, the store basically realigned a little bit the the com and the and the and the brick and, the, and, the, the and mortar stores, physical stores. Got it. That's great.
0: That's great so, macro. That's great background. Yeah,
1: and and they are and they are. And then after, of course, we can talk about the ESL, which is blooming in the US. And so being being in that market right now makes a lot of sense. But then, above and beyond just the ESL, which are driving dynamic pricing and promotion policies and things like that much faster and much easier, there are a number of technology, including computer vision and AI, that are also going to uh, uh, help digi- digitizing the, that store. Yeah, digitalizing yeah. that store. To
0: work yeah, that I, I know that. I know the electronic shelf labels. I don't know that's not your specific area of focus, but but not only does it provide you consistent pricing and correct pricing uh, at the shelf. So that shelf price and the price at the register are the same price versus a different price, but also you're building intelligence into those now where literally if I'm picking items for a customer, as I turn around the corner and I have two of these that I'm looking for, they have led lights that can blink, you know, blink to me and say, Hey, I'm right here. Pick right here. Rather than where is that item? There's a whole bunch of items. I mean, when you're talking about great big, bo- you know, things of paper towel, it's not that hard. When you're thinking about cosmetics or v- things that are very skew intensive, that 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 what we call picking operation becomes easier. And from a stocking standpoint, yeah. allowing an associate or a, a employee to pick out an item, scan the UPC, and have it blink to where it goes rather than trying to find in a big four foot section where it's supposed to go, uh, I think is a game changer let's focus back on the auto stock uh work because that's the most exciting part of this so uh, it's an exciting time to be part of retail so where where is AI and computer vision today and where do you see it kind of going in the future uh, so let's start in the kind of the U.S market because I think you're right it is it's a little bit behind where Europe is where is it today and where do you think it could go in the future
1: so um what we see so If you think about the the, the supply chain in the the retail at most supply chains, the purpose of the supply chain is to bring the right product at the right place at the right price, right? So in the retail world, that would mean, I mean, you want to have the product on the shelf when the the customer is coming and look look for it. Well, uh, interestingly enough, almost no retailers can factually know that the product is on the shelf at the time they know it, they might know best case scenario they might know they have it in the store, uh, but they don't know if it's on the shelf when the customer is looking for it. And you think about all the effort, the massive resources that are being spent in terms of supply chain logistics to have the, the store, the store people, all the all the all the automation of the replenishment or the the, the, the planning automation and so on, and, and still, I mean. Still, we can't say if the product is there. So, I think this is what uh, this is that vision that we're bringing with that technology. When I say vision, I'm based by this computer vision that we're bringing. The idea is to have an eye on the shelf that's looking at those products permanently, real time or near real time, and, and that are able to address the information that the product is out, is low. Or, uh, or it's full and, 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 and then being able to drive the store operations and the supply chain in order to uh, improve that uh, stock position. So there they are, so I'm coming back just a little background, I'm coming back to what you said. I mean, I would say Europe and the US are about the same level on this one. ESS, is a different ball game for sure, but computer vision, we're talking about an emerging technology and we will come back to it. And so I would say there are players in Europe and players in the U.S. And uh, let's get a tip at the moment on, on where we are.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just got a text message from somebody. So I'm going to ask you a question that's kind of off script here a little bit. As you that's think amazing. about a big mass merchandiser like a Walmart or a Target or somebody, you've got some product on certain parts of the store that computer vision makes all the same you have other product categories like apparel and maybe electronics, et cetera, that may, may, may be different. Right. So how does computer vision, how does confusion, because I don't think computer vision is a, is a one-stop you know solution for everybody. I don't think RFID is one-stop solution for everybody. How do you see these technologies working together for different kinds of categories, like apparel versus boxes of cereal?
1: That's a very good point. So, Computer vision is good for what you can see easily. I mean, when you have, do you have a box of cereal on the shelf or not? They have, so, and I, and I will divide that. And then there are areas, as you mentioned, it's very difficult to recognize a black t-shirt size L from a black t-shirt size M just by vision. So, so that, that that is a little bit of a, that's, that's a little bit of the the, the the limit to a certain degree. but. Just, just computer vision itself has been evolving pretty fast, uh, meaning that, uh, for example, I mean, over the last six months, I spent a lot of time on, on produce hmm. and, and the capability to actually recognize the produce, uh, making the difference between the banana and orange and apple, um, understanding uh, the level of inventory of the produce on the shelf, uh, with its limitation, of course. I mean, but we, we will. Uh, and, and understanding also the, the, the ripeness of the product. I mean, is the product I mean mature, not mature? Um, how long time has been standing on the shelf? So looking because the cameras are looking at the product. I mean, we can see if a product that has a, a used by a shelf life of a couple of hours has been sitting on the shelf for a couple of hours. And then and then there are a lot of uh, business cases that are being uh, being oh, uh, that are being developed above and beyond the standard grocery. Uh, grocery or, or, or GM merchandise or GM, uh, GM categories. So, so there, are, there are a number of uh, number of categories that are, that, that are good, uh, very good uh, good candidates for, for computer vision. And then you mentioned um, adding other technologies uh, around the store. and, and, and the, the store digitalization, and that's a little bit the idea of ACS is not a one-stop shop on one technology. You are going to have a number of technology that are going to be complementary. For example, you can have smart uh, smart pushers that are counting the products on the shelf. Uh, you can have scales that are weighing the product on the shelf. And then when you start having this mix of uh, this mix of technologies, we start having a very a much more accurate visibility of what you have on your in your store.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, so you, you just opened up a very interesting conversation because typically people say. Well, computer vision is great. It tells you if the product's on the store, but unlike things like RFID, computer vision can't count. I can see the first one, but I can't see the ones behind it. You just uncovered something. Those pushers, the weight sensors, talk to us a little bit about the role that they play. And not only the product is available, But how many are on the shelf, and it also could generate a signal to a store associate saying, hey, by the way, a new case can now fit. It couldn't fit a few minutes ago, but it can now fit. Walk to us through that.
1: Well, this example of the case uh, shows that you know retail pretty well. I mean, understanding that you have one or two cans of soup is one thing. Understanding you have room for a new case of soup is another thing. Right. Because when we think in them of replenishment, I mean, we don't buy it by the skew, right? We buy it by the by the PCB. We buy it by the case or the pack. And so and so and so there is, there. Are, there are, this is the this is the this is the this is where you, this is where the replenishment is is understanding replenishment is very important. It's not just a number of understand the exact quantity which is on the shelf rather than is it the time to order a new pack or not. And, and so when you think about just computer vision, what can a computer vision do? Well, computer vision is going to look at the holes on the shelf. They're going to look at uh, if a product is, is, uh, is low or not. We can see that if there's one facing of two facing or three facings. Um, and the computer vision will be able to, uh, to understand if a product is not at the right place or not. Okay, sure. if you have your planograms, you're supposed to have two facing, then suddenly you are three or four because you're missing the product on the, on, on the side. I mean, that makes sense. And so those are some of the business cases that computer vision can solve. And then it's going to guide the uh, the employees toward what actually matters. Um, because at the moment, if you look at a standard grocery store, why well, every day you go, you go and go and scan your gaps and check if am I zero? Do I have a quantity on hand? Is it going to be delivered today? But you have to go and check your, 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 scanning your gaps on a regular basis. The problem of doing that is even if you manage perpetual inventory, well, when you look at the shelf, you don't know if there is perpetual inventory and, and, until you check it. Well, that's what computer vision will do for that. We're going to, rec- they're going to receive the, ba- the file of your balance on hand. And compare that with what you have on the shelf and just manage the exception. So suddenly don't, you don't have to scan the two, three, four thousand uh, holes you have on the shelf, but just maybe the five or 600 that are actionable in the store. Hmm. And when I say actionable, maybe they're on the back room, maybe they're on the riser if you have an inventory on the riser, or maybe they, the, the, the 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 quantity is wrong. And then you need to adjust the quantity. And when you do that on the daily basis, well, you start to, you start to, uh, to have a much leaner replenishment. When every day you correct your balance on hand, and we can talk about why there are balance on hand discrepancies, but when every day you are cleaning your, uh, your stock in, in the store, well, your replenishment gets better. Your replenishment gets better, gets leaner. Uh, your out-of-stock your goes down, but your inventory level goes down as well because you don't have excess inventory. And all of that drives a much leaner supply chain because your, your demand, which is the store, much more accurate
0: okay perfect
1: to the second part of your question just finishing you okay. were asking about the the pushers well yes. the pushers are going to end their as well or everything which is attached to the unit will be able to actually count the product and counting the product is a very important in, in a very important information especially in specific categories when if you go in cosmetics with very high margin high price products well, I mean, a case is expensive. So you want to make sure that you're ordering at the right point. So knowing the number of products you have in those categories, pharmacy, cosmetics, and then we can go in April as well. I mean, we have different way of counting the, counting the, the, the product on the on hanger. The, on the, on the and, so, and so those technologies provide a much more granular visibility mm-hmm. on the count, and that granularity enables ever, even more, uh, more precision in your implementation.
0: Got it. So JW's asked basically a, a really good question I think from from my perspective his, 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 he was interested in hey give me the one give me a one or two or three use cases for computer vision AI versus kind of what the typical rain RFID which is basically UHF RFID uh, that a re- retailer might choose what, what are those use cases from a computer vision that you think stand out as a differentiator?
1: Well, first of all, as far as I know, I know only one chain that has enabled RFID across all its product in its entire chain, uh, and that's that's Decathlon, the sporting goods uh, yeah, chain, yep. Yep. And, and 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 their experience is fantastic. I mean, you pick whatever you want in the in the store, everything, 100% of the products are RFID. And then you go through uh through the gate and then it, it flashes your FID and then it bills you. So you still have to go and billing in their case, but no counting, no need to boot. I mean this is a fantastic experience. But they it was enabled for they were able to enable it for a couple of reasons. Well, first of all, the squatting goods company. So I mean you are not talking about uh you're talking about fairly high price uh mm-hmm. per, per skew in general. Um and they're almost I don't know the exact number, but they have a very high uh, level of private level. They manufacture probably 50% or more of their goods. Mm -hmm. So since they manufacture, well, they embed the RFID from the manufacturing process. And then they spend a lot of time for the other 50% to RFID themselves in the warehouse. So that's an investment uh, that seems to be paying at the store level. So RFID is great, but if you take a Walmart, that have, I don't know, 120,000 SKUs. A lot of them are very low cost. I mean, enabling the RFID is very complicated. It's actually not done at all. And, and therefore, therefore, well, look at computer vision because that's much easier to enable. It's much more realistic in the store at the moment and uh, provide a, a, a mass solution. So ideally, everything would be RFID and then life is great. Well, reality of the supply chain is different. So, uh, so, so, and, and concerning I think the business case. What is really what I mentioned earlier is really like being able to uh, be super specific on how to get organized in the store based on the knowledge of the data we have. What what computer vision does is it brings a new set of data, which is the presence of the product on the shelf, constantly, and uh, and, and 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 the idea. And the idea is really to be able to change the paradigm of having people which are maybe dedicated to grocery or dedicated to GM that have to know their product, maybe with a more versatile uh, workforce in the store, uh, which is more task driven, more uh, rather than uh, rather than schedule driven.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. So again, I got a text from somebody. So so this may be a little bit uh, a question that you weren't really expecting, but I think it's an important one. There are other solutions that are computer vision solutions that either are crowdsourcing, i.e. go and take the picture and do the analysis there. I'm thinking of things like field agent tracks, etc. cetera. There's also a suite of solutions which are robotics based, you know, badger robot, brain robot, Simbi robot, some of those folks who are literally scanning items on the shelf and reporting that same back. Obviously, fixed cameras is a different solution. Walk us through the differences between somebody taking the picture versus a robot catching the picture versus fixed cameras, uh, from your point of view.
1: Yep. So there, there are there are pros and cons in every technology. I think I I've, I've been playing with a little bit all of them. So uh, and uh, and I landed on fixed cameras. But mm-hmm. so when you talk about when you talk about <laughs> uh, pictures uh, using a mobile phone and things like that. The uh, the advantage of that picture that you have the flexibility to have a very neat picture really in front of what you want to focus on, so so and and then and and it's very it's a very light solution. There's not a lot of investment up front because you don't have to install anything, uh, but you need people to do that, mm-hmm. and and the fact of having the 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 folks doing that well that has a recurring cost which is extremely high which is the folks taking the picture and from uh from most of the 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 the, the, the brands that i've worked with at like coca-cola cheers uh that coca-cola on day, or those guys my, my my wife folks at folks so we have a ton of things there but uh <laughs> the, so, so, disclaimer uh the uh but a lot of the feedback i had is the lack of consistency mm. of the pictures Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to take, you're going to take, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna take, because you have you have an army of people there, which are taking pictures. So you need to train them. Taking a picture is easy, but taking the right picture so the AI can analyze the, 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 the right data. I mean, I, do I have the right frame? Do I see everything? Do I, do, I, do, I, do I consistently take, uh, don't, didn't I miss uh, one of the shelf or two shelves or something like that? And a big, uh, w- one of the issues I've heard about is consistency. After consistency, it's not a big deal if the business case is, for example, merchandising. Because merchandising doesn't require as much velocity as inventory. So you can have a view of your shelf once a week or uh, once every two weeks, and, and statistically, you can start looking at, okay, am I compliant, am I not compliant, What's, and, and things like that. And so for merchandising, especially for the brands, I mean, that's a solution that seems to make sense. Now, sure. th- there are a lot of brands that we talk to that want more, that want to have much more detailed KPIs, that want to understand the inventory position of their products, that want to understand the dynamic of the product, like a heat map, how fast is the product moving during the day? Because that's what, that's what fixed camera can do, right? They're taking picture all the time. So they can analyze, even if the product is not out, whether the product moved, whether the product removed and put back, and, and create a heat map of the interaction between the client and the shelf. So mm. the, effective, the effectiveness of the merchandising, if you want. So that's one thing. The other thing is you mentioned the, the robots. I uh, mentioned Simbe. I mean, uh, with, <laughs> sponsored by Brain. So um, the, the the robots also have a have a great uh, great value in the sense that when they are, they are first of all, they are very close to the shelf. They they have a very nice. They can. They usually they have very nice sensors with good lenses. They can uh, they can analyze read the barcodes and everything. So there there are a lot of information uh, associated with the robot, and they can run continuously in the store. That saying, a robot will give you uh, a picture position once or twice a day at the maximum, uh, unless you have an army. <laughs> but I don't think that's the point. And so, and so, it's it's going to give you one or twice a day in position, which is good, and as well as merchandising position. So I think the part of the part of having the robots is, is is interesting is is interesting for that perspective. After there is the the there is the the, the, the the customer perception of the robot in the store—some like, some don't—I uh, mean that that that's that's one thing. And and the fact that you also have a, uh, a potential signal point of failure: the robot doesn't start. I um, mean, won't work at all today. So if if you're looking for like a, if you're looking for like a uh, some uh, solution that gives you a, uh, really looking for to tackle your out-of-stocks, I, I I personally think the uh, the the the, the the, the Shelf 8 the shelf cameras are, are the best. Uh, but if you're just looking for to tackle a, a merchandising pain point or, or, or a branding pain point, well, then, uh, then those solutions might work.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Pierre from One Retail AI. Join us next time as we resume the conversation uh, to discuss more about leveraging computer vision and artificial intelligence at retail.